1: Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, I'm Emma Johnson.
0: And I'm Luke Hamilton.
2: Coming up this evening on News Center 88, President Biden wraps up his visit to wartime Israel with a warning against being consumed by rage. All in your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast and Ben Anderson will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 63 degrees.
1: And now on to our top story. Representative Jim Jordan has failed to win the vote to become House Speaker in, on a crucial second ballot. Next steps are uncertain as Republican lawmakers float other options. The hard-edged ally of Donald Trump appears to have no path for the gavel, but Jordan vowed to stay in the race. A surprisingly large and diverse group of 20 Republican lawmakers rejected his bid yesterday and then 22 today. Many view Jordan as too extreme for the powerful speaker's job second in line to the president. Some holdout Republicans are talking with Democrats about an extraordinary plan to give a temporary speaker more power to reopen the House.
2: Independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has spent years disseminating false information about vaccines in a time when spreading conspiracy theories has become a powerful way to grow a constituency. The AP examined the impact of his work. A couple grieving their 12-year-old son described how a book co-published by Kennedy's group misrepresented his death. One mom delayed care for her autistic son because she believed Kennedy's vaccine falsehoods. An ex-lawmaker described being harassed by Kennedy's followers. Medical workers recounted how his work has hurt people in the U.S. and abroad. Kennedy's campaign didn't respond to requests for comment.
1: As desperate Palestinians in sealed off Gaza try to find refuge under Israel's relentless bombardment in retaliation for Hamas's brutal October 7th attack, many ask why neighboring Egypt or other Arab countries don't take them in. Egypt and Jordan have replied with a staunch refusal, and they have multiple reasons for rejecting the idea. Chief among them is that the Arab excuse me, countries fear Israel want to force a permanent expulsion of Palestinians into their country and nullify Palestinians' demands for statehood, evoking memories of previous dispersals of Palestinians in past generations.
2: An Israeli family of five whose bodies were discovered in each other's arms after being killed by Hamas militants were buried side by side in a funeral attended by hundreds of mourners. The Katz family's funeral yesterday in the village of Ganyavne marked another grim reminder of the toll of the attack that took the lives of more than 1,400 Israelis. The Israel, Israel, sim, excuse me. With Israel simultaneously in a state of war and mourning, the funeral was one of many being held and as its military prepared to mount a ground assault and continued to launch retaliatory, retaliatory, excuse me, retaliatory airstrikes on the Gaza Strip. More than 3,400 people have been killed on the Palestinian side and funerals there have been a fixture of daily life.
1: President Joe Biden swept into wartime Israel for a seven and a half hour visit today that offered support for the Israeli people and produced a deal to get limited humanitarian aid into Gaza from Egypt. Biden also warned against allowing rage over the deadly Hamas attack to be all-consuming. Biden urged Israel to step back from the brink. He said doing that would ease growing tensions in the Mideast that threatened to further spiral into a border-regional conflict. And he said finding a way to step back would be for the greater good of a world rattled by the shocking images of carnage and suffering in both Israel and Gaza.
2: Coming up... Whether Jim Jordan wins the speakership or not, voters in his Ohio district will stand by their man. That and more news from across the dry state when News Center 88 returns, right after this.
3: it's your car. Listen up, cause I don't think you appreciate me. Just cause you got a license don't mean you all die when it comes to driving. Let me give you a few tips so that we'll both live to see another day. First, seatbelt on! You're not can evil, you know, so buckle up. Hey, why aren't you letting that ambulance by? Pull over! Yeah, that's right. Big red sign, eight sides, four large letters in white, S-T-O-P. How about doing what you told for change? And turn that music down. No need for it that loud. You better use that hands-free if you're gonna talk. Otherwise, pull over. Now, why in the world aren't you using your signal? If you're turning, show it. Uh-oh, bad weatherhead. head. Those lights better be coming on soon. Not only is this smart. Is the law. Now, there's nothing more stupid embarrassing than being pulled over for something stupid. See? Those who say listen to your car really know what they're talking about. Brought to you by WMUL. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson.
0: It's Friday afternoon, and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is...
3: Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why
0: didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to
1: News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson.
2: And I'm Luke Hamilton. The owner of a towboat that sank and spilled oil into a river along the West Virginia-Kentucky border has pleaded guilty to a federal pollution charge. David K. Smith of Paducah, Kentucky, entered the plea yesterday in federal court in Huntington to discharge of refuse into navigable waters. Smith's towboat sank while docked into the Big Sandy River in January of 2018, discharging oil and other substances. The city of Canova, West Virginia, closed its municipal drinking water intake for three days. Smith faces up to a year in prison and a $100,000 fine. Sentencing has been set for February 26th.
1: Representative Jim Jordan so far has failed to get enough votes to become House Speaker, but his first fight for the coveted leadership role isn't done, and the devotion of many back in Ohio is unwavering. In Washington, Jordan has made a name for himself as a conservative pugilist, founder of Chaotic Freedom Caucus, and staunch ally of President Donald Trump. The o- In Ohio, Jordan is a hometown boy whose conservative policies and never-say-die persona on Capitol Hill have earned him a secure seat in his rural district. Today, the House plans to do another round of voting to select a speaker. One, excuse me, told the Associated Press that a defeat for Jordan would sour his view of Republicans who don't vote for him.
2: Governor Andy Bashir says a snack food manufacturer intends to pump $137 million into a production facility in Kentucky. He said yesterday it amounts to the largest economic development project in decades in an area of Louisville that has lo- been long overlooked for major investments. Bashir says pretzel and nut manufacturer Stellar Stacks will create 350 full-time jobs during the next 10 years at its facility in western Louisville. Baking operations are expected to begin there in September of next year. The company was founded in 2019 by mother-daughter duo Elizabeth and Gina Galvin. It it distributes products to more than 5,000 grocery and retail stores nationwide.
1: Amazon will soon make prescription drugs fall from the sky when the e-commerce giant becomes the latest company to test drone deliveries. The company said today that cu- con- excuse me customers in College Sta- Station, Texas, can now get prescriptions delivered by a drone within an hour of placing their order. The drone is programmed to fly from a delivery center with a secure pharmacy. It will travel to the customer's address, descend to a height of about 4 meters or 13 feet, and drop a padded package. Other companies have tested prescription drone deliveries, including CVS Health.
2: A new report says that crash and fatality rates among drivers under 21 have fallen dramatically in the U.S. during the past 20 years, but young drivers are still the riskiest group behind the wheel. Using data from 2002 to 2021, a nonprofit group of state highway safety offices says that fatal crashes involving a young driver fell by 38 percent, while deaths of young drivers fell even more by about 45 percent. The report from the Governor's Highway Safety Association acknowledges that young people are driving less than they were 20 years ago, but it highlights several other reasons for the improvement, including the phasing and driving privileges.
1: Coming up next, Republicans and Democrats agree that the Afghanistan war wasn't worth it. An APNORC poll shows that and more news from around the nation when news Center 88 returns. Stay with us.
3: We are war veterans.
0: And firefighters.
3: Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters.
0: And kids at play.
3: Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had
2: countless surgeries and skin grafts.
0: And emerged stronger.
2: We are burn survivors.
0: If you're one of us, please know you're not alone.
2: There's an army of friends waiting to help you
3: recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Hmm, I'm really dragging. I think I'm gonna try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Emma Johnson.
2: And I'm Luke Hamilton. The chief suspect in the 2005 disappearance of Natalie Holloway has admitted he killed her and disposed of her remains in the sea. Horan von der confession comes as part of a plea deal with prosecutors on extortion charges. Horon von der pleaded guilty today to trying to extort money from Holloway's mother in exchange for revealing the location of her daughter's body. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison for extortion and wire fraud, but is not charged in Holloway's death or disappearance. U.S. Judge Anna Monasco said she considered Von Sluit's confession to Holloway's murder and destruction of her remains in her sentencing decision.
1: United Airlines say that it will start boarding passengers in economy class with window seats first starting next week, a move that will speed up boarding times for flights. The airlines say in a memo to employees that the change will take effect on October 26th. The boarding process is known as Wilma for window, middle, and aisle seats being filled in that order. United says it tested the process at four domestic locations and one hub. United says it cuts boarding time by up to two minutes.
2: At a time when Americans are deeply divided along party lines, a new poll shows agreement on at least one issue. The United States' two-decade-long war in Afghanistan was not worth fighting. The new Pearson Institute APNORC poll comes two years after the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan and the Taliban returned to power. 65% of Democrats and 63% of Republicans said the war wasn't worth fighting. Many have doubts about how successful the U.S. was at accomplishing specific goals, such as eliminating the threat from extremists or improving opportunities for women. One Republican respondent, Martin Stefan from Nevada, says the war was, quote, unwinnable from the beginning, unquote.
1: A six-year-old Palestinian-American boy who authorities allege was stabbed 26 times by his landlord in response to escalating right-wing rhetoric in the Israel-Hamas war is being remembered as kind. Multiple authorities are investigating the attack that has become a symbol of a larger struggles with hate crime in the U.S. The boy died Saturday in, Chica- in a Chicago suburb. His mother was badly hurt. At a vigil yesterday evening, he was described as liking to play with Lego toys and soccer. Citing a text message from the boy's mother, a family member told reporters the boy's last words to his mother were, quote, Mom, I'm fine, Authorities say the landlord attacked them, upset over the Israel-Hamas war.
2: President Joe Biden's efforts to tamp down tensions in the escalating war between Israel and Hamas faced major setbacks even before he departed for the Middle East yesterday. Jordan called off the president's planned summit with Arab leaders after a deadly explosion at a Gaza hospital killed hundreds. Biden now will visit only Israel. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza blamed the hospital explosion on an Israeli airstrike. The Israeli military said it had no involvement and pinned the blame on a mis, on a misfired Palestinian rocket. Biden now plans to meet in Israel with the country's top leaders as well as relatives of those killed.
1: Coming up next, in a big year for labor, California Governor Gavin Newsom delivers both wins and surprises. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this.
3: Who was your hero when you were a kid?
2: Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong?
3: Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride?
2: You're the right age to
3: do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration.
0: the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage.
3: Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little
4: John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium.
0: Welcome inside the Call Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
1: I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around with Sam, I can.
3: Sam is smart about money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org.
0: Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds with Sam, I can.
3: Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org.
1: Welcome back to News Center eighty eight. I'm Emma Johnson.
2: And I'm Luke Hamilton. The United States has vetoed a UN resolution that would have condemned all violence against civilians in the Israel Israel Hamas War and urged humanitarian aid to Palestinians in Gaza. In today's vote in the fifteen member Security Council, there were twelve votes in favor, the United States against and Russia and the United Kingdom abstaining, U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield said after the vote that President Joe Biden is in the region engaging in diplomacy. Diplomacy, and, quote, we need to let that diplomacy play out, unquote. She criticized the resolution for not saying anything about Israel's right to self-defense. Before the vote, council members rejected two Russian amendments, one calling for a, quote, humanitarian ceasefire, unquote.
1: A U.S. defense official says two drones launched at a base hosting U.S. troops in western Iraq have been intercepted. Hours later, an Iranian-backed militia in Iraq announced that it had launched another drone attack on a second base. No injuries have been reported in either incident. The Salvos came at a time of increasing tension and fears of a border regional conflict in the wake of the latest Hamas-Israel war. Since the beginning of the war on October 7th, much attention has been focused on the Lebanese Hezbollah, a powerful ally of Hamas. But in recent days, Iranian, excuse me, Iranian-backed militias in Iraq have also threatened to attack U.S. facilities because of American support for Israel.
2: Within hours of a blast said to have killed hundreds at a Gaza hospital, protesters hurled stones at Palestinian security forces in the occupied West Bank and at riot police in neighboring Jordan. They were venting fury at their own leaders for failing to stop the carnage. A summit planned in Jordan between U.S. President Joe Biden, Jordan's King Abdullah II, Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, and Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas was canceled after Abbas withdrew in protest. Arab protesters gathered in several countries to condemn what they saw as an Israeli atrocity. It showed how the fighting in Gaza is spreading anger across the region, alarming U.S. allies and threatening wider unrest.
1: California Governor Gavin Newsom often touts California's leadership on the national stage. Some speculate he may decide to run for a national office one day. Newsom has said he has no desire to run for president, but his decision on whether to sign or veto bills in California resonate beyond the state. Newsom signed laws to raise wages for healthcare workers and require larger companies to disclose their emissions. But he vetoed bills to give unemployment benefits to striking workers and decriminalize nature's psychedelics. Some say Newsom may be moving more moderately to appeal to Californians. Others say his actions on bills this year reflect the same political tone as previous years.
2: Officials say the remains of at least 189 people have been removed from a Colorado funeral home. Authorities discovered the decaying bodies while responding to a foul odor at the site two weeks ago. The number announced yesterday is up from about 115 initially reported. Officials say the figure could change, but that all remains have been removed from the return to nature funeral home in Penrose. The discovery came after the funeral homeowners missed tax payments in recent months, got evicted from one of their properties, and were sued for unpaid bills by a crematory that quit doing business with them almost a year ago.
1: And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
3: The adventure of a lifetime. (laughs) Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sign
1: Wave.
4: This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL, or find us in communications building room 204. Please help us
3: prevent the robot uprising
0: welcome back to new center 88 i'm samantha riddle and it is now time for your metro huntington weather forecast currently outside of the wmul studios it is a sunny 63 degrees tonight we will dip down into the upper 40s tomorrow we will see highs around 71 with lows near 55 with some light rain expected in the late tomorrow night as we look towards this week, on Friday we will see highs in the lower 60s and lows in the 40s. Today in weather history, on this day in 2005, with the formation of Hurricane Wilma, the 2005 Atlantic hurricane season tied the record for the most named storms for any season and also tied the record for the most hurricanes in a single season. Wilma peaked at Category 5 intensity on the 19th with a minimum central passing falling to 80. 80- 882 millibars, the lowest pressure ever recorded in the Atlantic Basin. Wilma also became the most rapidly intensifying storm on record with a maximum sustained surface wind speed increase of 105 miles per hour in a 24-hour period. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 63 degrees. For New Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle.
1: Thanks, Samantha. Now Ben Anderson joins us with the FM88 Sports Report.
4: Thanks, Emma. I'm Ben Anderson. This is the FM88 Sports Report. I want to start off like I always do with Marshall Athletics. First in men's soccer, the number one thundering herd is on the road tonight in Morgantown, West Virginia, taking on the number five West Virginia Mountaineers for the Mountain State Derby at 7 p.m. The NCAA rivalry matchups features two of the final six unbeaten teams in NCAA Division I men's soccer. In tennis, the Thundering Herd will be sending Sophia Hurion, I, Isley McGrain, excuse me, Johanna Strom, and Emma Vander Hayden to the ITA Atlantic Regional beginning tomorrow in Lynchburg, Virginia as teams look to qualify for the fall nationals at the event. In Marshall Volleyball, the Thundering Herd volleyball team returns home to the Kim Henderson Center this weekend as it plays host to the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Both games will be broadcast right here on 88.1 FM with game one being on Friday at 5.45 and first set for 6 o'clock and Game 2 on Saturday pregame at one forty-five, with first set at 2, p- at 2 o'clock p.m. In cross-country news, the Sun Belt Conference announced this afternoon that Marshall cross-country runner Abby Herring has been named the Sun Belt Conference Runner of the Week. Herring, a graduate student from Parkersburg, West Virginia, set a school and personal record in the 6K last week at the Texas A&M Invitational with a time of 20 minutes and 2 seconds, finishing 13th out of 395 runners. Herring has had a strong start to her final season with the Thundering Herd, winning races at both the Virginia Tech and Thundering Herd Invitational, before finishing sixth at the Louisville Classic Gold Race. Abby Herring and the Marshall Thundering Herd cross-country team will be back in action on October 28th in Foley, Alabama for the Sunbelt Conference Championships. In other sports news, in the MLB, Max Scherzer is set for his 28th career postseason appearance and first with the Texas Rangers when he returns from injury and pitches game three of the AL Championship Series on Wednesday night against the Houston Astros. Texas leads the series 2 0, and Scherzer will try putting the reigning World Series champion Astros on the brink of elimination in his first start since September 12th when he is sidelined by a shoulder strain. Meanwhile, the NL Championship Series gets a day off for travel Wednesday up to Kosh, where we're in the Philadelphia Phillies took a 2 0 lead with a 10 0 victory last night. In the NFL, Indianapolis Colts rookie Anthony Richardson will have season-ending shoulder surgery. Colts coach Shane Steichen says the long-term health of the former Florida Gators star was a key factor in making the decision. The fourth overall pick in April's NFL draft, Richardson suffered a sprained AC joint in his right shoulder at the end of a short run against Tennessee on October 8th. With Richardson out, veteran Gardner Minshew will continue to start under center for the Colts. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has received his long-expected contract extension, the league announced in a statement this afternoon that Goodell's contract was extended for three years through March 2027. Reports say that Goodell's deal includes clauses for extension or succession. Goodell's current contract was set to expire in spring of 2024. The NFL hasn't experienced a week of in-depth offenses like like it did this past weekend in nearly a decade, with superstar quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen unable to generate even 20 points in their games. Top defenses for Cleveland and the Jets, shutting down high-powered attacks from San Francisco and Philadelphia, and young quarterbacks across struggling across the league, the NFL has had its lowest scoring week since 2014. Teams around the league scored an average of 18.4 points in Week 6 for the lowest scoring week in the NFL since Week 15 of the 2014 season when teams averaged 18.2 points. In college football. SMU, Stanford, and Cal are joining the Atlantic Coast Conference next season. The league's expansion means a new scheduling format is needed for the 2024 football season. Schedules will be discussed at the league's annual fall meetings in Charlotte this week. North Carolina coach Mack Brown and others are concerned about possibly losing rivalry games. Excuse me. If the ACC officials attempt to protect such state rivalries as Miami Florida State and Virginia Virginia Tech, some painful decisions may be necessary in order to make room for the league's new members. Pittsburgh coach Pat Narduzzi is concerned new travel demands are the same for all schools. Washington's 6 year quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., has been selected to the Associated Press Midseason All-American Team, one of 19 players honored who have been in school for at least five years. Penix is one of the many players who have extended their careers by taking advantage of the NCAA's decision to give it an extra availability for the 2020-21 pandemic year. Penix, who transferred to Washington in 2022 after four injury play seasons at Indiana, is leading the nation in passing at 383 yards per game for the Fritz Excuse me. For the fifth-ranked Huskies, fifth-year quarterback Jaden Daniels of LSU was selected to the second team. A couple games tonight in the NBA: Brooklyn versus Miami, Washington versus New York, Houston versus San Antonio, and Sacramento versus Golden State. Two games in hockey: Washington versus Ottawa and Pittsburgh versus Detroit. This concludes the FM88 Sports Report for FM88 Sports. I'm Ben Anderson.
1: Thanks, Ben. Coming up, Jada Pickett Smith says revealing separation from Will Smith is "quote weight off my shoulders." Unquote. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
0: you you never all these
4: neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patience. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors.
2: Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. One, with our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. Two, you can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. Three, with our online
3: schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu slash WMUL.
2: Your place in cyberspace. And finally today on New Center 88, Jada Pinkett Smith is feeling free these days. She's no longer hiding that she has been separated from the megastar husband, Will Smith, for seven years. She tells the AP that quote, it's a weight off my shoulders, unquote. In her new memoir, Worthy, she chronicles childhood lessons learned while in her grandmother's garden, navigating being the child of drug drug addicts and her complicated marriage with her Oscar winning husband. She discusses her Hollywood journey, her unconventional parenting style, and her experience with depression. Pinkett Smith, who also gives her perspective of Will infamously slant Excuse me. Also, gives her perspective of Will infamously slapping Chris Rock in real time during the Oscars over a joke about her shaved head. Says she's felt like a scapegoat for her husband's actions.
1: And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at five for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu/wmul. For Luke Hamilton, Samantha Riddle, Ben Anderson, Peyton Cisco, and for your entire News Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson. And your thought of the day is: "To be free is to have achieved your life." Tennessee Williams.